Skincare Affair is a podcast by two entrepreneur estheticians and friends who come together to discuss all things beauty. We are just a couple of moms who share a love for skincare. We promise to bring you the most in-depth and accurate information to the best of our ability. Join us as we dive deep into modern skincare trends, review products, and learn more about the ever-growing beauty industry. So, how have you been the last couple weeks? Um, pretty good. Um, busy homeschooling. (laughs) How about you? Uh, I've been deep cleaning my house a lot lately. Oh, wow. So I've been really busy with that. I've decided I wanted to redecorate our bedroom. I want to do our whole house, but it'll be a very slow process. Um, so I started with our bedroom because it's what I took the least amount of time when we moved in to do. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing that, getting little things here and there and kind of taking it in a new direction. Um, I've been playing with Hayden a lot. Yeah, I feel like I've been busy, but I don't know doing what. I know the days have just been like flying by for me. Yeah, but yeah, this homeschooling has really oh changed my life. It's like <laughs> it takes so long, and there's so much. To, I cannot believe how much my first grader has to do. That's what so my cousin many. was saying too. She's like, I got enough assignments in day one that'll take us to three weeks, so I'm already three weeks behind. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Ugh. I wonder if they do that much in the day at school or if they, like, put it on a little bit extra. I think they do um, because they have, like, what, six hours to do it, and then they're at their desk and everyone's working. And they're, I mean, I know there's distractions, but probably not as many. Um, it's... But at home, there's all the distractions. Right. It's impossible, again, to sit down and, like, focus because they're not used to having to do anything. Yeah. What else? I feel like there was a lot I wanted to tell you. (laughs) But I don't remember any of it. I'm, like, not used to communicating with people. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I did get... The skin, what is it called? Skin script? Oh, you Stuff? did? Yeah, I had ordered, I was going to do at-home facials, and so I had ordered, like, little things, except they don't have masks in trial size or travel size. So it's like a full facial without a mask, so then I was going to add in the Aztec clay, because everyone uh-huh. can use it a good, poor, deep-cleaning clay mask right now. And then I wanted to try the products because I don't want to sell things that, you know, I don't know if I like them or I don't know what they feel like or anything. So I tried it and I hate it. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) I hated every single product. From SkinScript? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. They're so, I feel like they're so popular. I know. And I've heard really great things about them. And then, I don't, I don't know, the scrub, 
was a very, how do I explain it? It, it felt like walnut scrub. I know there wasn't. I think it may be almonds in it or something, but it was like a very coarse type of grit that I didn't, I didn't really like. And then right after using it in the creases of my nose, I was super tender. Like I had little scratches in there. Uh oh. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I don't like that. Not a huge fan. And then, I mean, the toner was whatever. I'm not huge on toners anyway. But then the vitamin, it was a vitamin C green tea serum. I did Mm -hmm. not like that either. I felt sticky. Oh, yuck. The moisturizer was okay. I just, I think I got just their like basic hydrating moisturizer and it was almost like a gel uh cream hybrid I feel like males would really like it because it didn't have a heavy scent to it it didn't have a heavy feel to it it was a nice moisturizer Mm -hmm. but it also could have been like a CeraVe moisturizer or like oh yeah (laughs) there was like nothing super special about it and then I didn't like the SPF either Oh, wow. So were these just samples that you got? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, And I was going to do them as, like, at-home facial kits for my clients, but now that I know that I'm not a huge fan, my mom had a good idea of still selling them, not for the full price that I was going to, but maybe, like, a few dollars more than what I bought just to cover shipping. And do it as yeah, like a, yeah. hey, I might go with this line, but I would love your feedback. If you get one of these mm-hmm. kids, get, you'll get it for like 75% off as long as you, you know, give me your feedback, good, bad, or otherwise. Yeah. And do it that way, but I don't know. Yeah, that's surprising. I feel like everyone talks about them. Yeah. You know, in a good way. Yeah. I've heard really great things, so I was excited. And then, and it could very well just be me, because obviously hundreds of thousands of people <laughs> love this line, love the products, use it in treatment yeah. rooms, at home, whatever, and it it very well could just be me being a princess. <laughs> you probably just a little spoiled because you've been using really good stuff for a while now. <laughs> yeah. So. You're a little judgy, probably. I am, I'm the worst. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so then I've still been going back and forth with the Rhonda Allison rep, and they did start a dropship program. I think just for the time being, it's not going to be forever. And, mm-hmm. um, I have been utilizing that cause they gave me a code so clients can just go in and oh, nice. pretty much like look at their entire retail line and buy whatever they want. And then just to check out, they just have to put my code in, in order to be able to check out because then it'll link back to me and it'll be like, I sold it. I won't get 100% right. commission on it because they're paying for the shipping and the man man labor or whatever to like put all the orders together and you know it's all done by hand so I think I would get 75% which is still really good yeah and you're doing facial kits too 
Yes, I'm doing the at-home facials or facial in a box or a bag. And I gave them to all my members, all my facial members and my lash members, um, just like to give them something because some of them had made their monthly payments. Um, but I, I've since stopped payments on everything. Um, and then a few people have reached out and asked for them. Um, I have a couple of mates tonight. Um, but yes, I'm pretty cool because I've been putting lots of different things in there um, that I haven't used on some of these people before. So it's kind of fun that they get to try something new at home. Um, and then some of them have wanted to buy full size. So that's been good too, because that's pretty much the only way I'm making money these days. Yeah. Retail is like the, the goal. Those products. That's good. I'm glad people are wanting the full product. Full size. Yeah, yeah, it's been nice. Yeah, <clears throat> and I've been selling my lash serum too, especially my my lash clients who are now losing all their extensions. They're all, you know, they feel naked without them. So they're yeah. all they're buying up the serum too. So that's cool. I'm glad I can do something for them right now. I've heard a lot of varying statements about when people think we'll be back I think the craziest thing I've heard was two years oh my gosh yeah I think I heard a year 12 months like that's crazy crazy so we're going to be talking about odd facials um just a disclaimer here None of these are things that we're necessarily endorsing or promoting. We're not bashing any of them. I don't think most of them are FDA approved. Um, A lot of them don't have the science to back them. So take all of what we're about to talk about with that in consideration. And we'll try not to be rude, but some things are just funny. That's my disclaimer. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. We are not doctors. No. Nope. We do not do these. We don't have all the details on how they are performed. Everything is basically from the internet. Yep. <laughs> so the first one is a sheep placenta facial. Had you ever heard of this? No. Now, this one's new to me. I'm super excited to hear about it. (laughs) Yeah, it was new to me, too. So, it's used for nourishing the skin, cell turnover, collagen production. Great for healing the skin after an IPL or a chemical peel. Um, You do need to prime the skin before using sheep placenta as an ingredient um, for the best results. So... That to say, you can use it without prepping the skin, but as like a facial and for that context, it's really great like after a peel or an IPL. They are typically put into a serum. So this kind of bummed me out because I thought that it would be like a sheet mask, but a placenta. (laughs) Oh, God. I don't, I was wondering why sheep. Why is that the animal? I mean, maybe you'll get into it, but why is that the animal? 
I will not get into it because I couldn't find anything because I was looking. I didn't even know how to Google it. I was trying to Google animal placenta facial and things like that, and it kept coming up sheep. But then when I Googled why is it a sheep placenta that you can use for your facial, it was all just like all these articles about how it's a thing. And I was like, I know it's a thing. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. So it's in a serum that you can buy and use daily. Uh, Stem Cell Beauty Innovations has one. It also contains 24 karat gold flakes just for a mere $370 an ounce. Or if you're on a budget, you can get 0.34 ounces, so a trial size, for $120. Oh, that's yeah. all, huh? For <laughs> sheep placenta. Uh, yeah. I read that the sheeps aren't harmed, that, you know, because they are mammals when they do have offspring, the placenta comes out naturally as well. And they're not, from what I read, they're not overbreeding to provide placentas. Um, that there's enough sheep that are in farms and whatnot that the farmers can donate or sell, I would assume sell, the placentas to these companies that will freeze dry, purify, and then process the placentas. Yeah, otherwise, I mean, well, what are they going to do with it? Exactly. Throw it away. Yeah, just like what we do with our placentas. Um, yeah. They're processed stem cell proteins, and that's like the all of the nutrients that we want from the placenta is in those proteins that um, are basically like processed down to. Um, let's see. It hasn't officially been studied. Um, A dermatologist at Yale said, so although it's packed with nutrients and growth factors that may in fact promote skin rejuvenation, there are many other effective anti-agers on the market that are already proven to work. And that's a good point. But it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta say, like, that line was said about all of these that I looked for. Yeah, same. Are like, uh, there are different ways that you can do this that's not uh, disgusting. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Styles is the latest celeb to reportedly partake in the procedure, but Kim Kardashian, Simon Kell, and Margot Robbie, and David Beckham are all reported fans. Of it's called um, ovini. Wait, what's em, embryonics? Ovine embryon embryonics. Ovine embryonics. I don't know if that's right. the name of the whole procedure. I know ovine. I'm probably not pronouncing that wrong, and I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Um, when you look on ingredient labels of things that have sheep placenta. It says O dash placenta. Oh, oh, interesting. Yeah, because I looked at the ingredients for the stem cell beauty innovations, and that was the ingredient that I saw. 
Ovine Placenta. (laughs) It made me wonder, because I know women will take their placenta and send it off to companies that it'll be put in pills and then sent back to you, and then you can take those pills postpartum. Yeah. But it made me think... Can they do this with human placentas because they say they're so nutrient dense? Right. But also, wondering the same thing. Kind of like on the on the pill notion of it, you know, when you send a body to be cremated and then it comes back and it like may or may not be one hundred percent your relative. I wonder if it's the same thing with placenta. Seriously, I mean, how would you ever know? You wouldn't. You could have, I don't know, Jane next door's placenta. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) what's yours? Anywho. (laughs) All right, so the first one I researched was a caviar facial, which I had heard of before. Um, it was really interesting um, to learn about because it was pretty much all positive things uh, that were said about it. Hmm. Um, whereas a lot of these kind of had a, um, like a positives and negatives and um, people who were for it and people who were against it. Anyway, caviar um, sounds pretty good, actually. So... And it's, it's not the caviar itself, it's not the eggs, it's the caviar extract, uh, which has the benefits, which are antioxidants um, and a ton of vitamins, um, specifically, oh, the fatty acids, so omega-3 and omega-6, which are very important to help maintain a healthy uh, barrier function of the skin and very moisturizing. And then the antioxidants help prevent, again, uh, collagen and elastin breakdown, and they help uh, protect against UVA and UVB rays. Oh. Um, yeah, I know. It's like, man, sounds pretty good. And then I found a recent release from the U.S. Department of Agriculture National Nutrient Database for standard reference <laughs> showed that caviar is a nutrient is nutrient-packed with water, protein, lipids, carbohydrates, minerals, vitamins, amino and fatty acids, um, which are all really important ingredients behind uh, skin nourishment and anti-aging. Um, and they are all in the caviar extract. <laughs> but, um, skin cells and caviar are both mostly made up of water and protein. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's easy for the caviar extract to absorb into the skin because they have the same, like the same cellular build um, as our skin cells do. So it absorbs really easily. Uh, it can also be good for your hair and your nails um, because of all the the vitamins, lipids, proteins, and all that stuff. Um, and then I was trying to get an idea of how much a caviar facial would cost because everything I was reading was saying how it's, you know, super fancy. Um, and I found one spa in New York charges around $1,200 uh, because an ounce of the caviar extract can cost up to $300. That's so, crazy. Yeah. 
And is it, it put is crazy? The um, is it what? Is it put in like a serum or? I'm assuming it. I don't know. Exactly it's like a little drop. I'm thinking it's a serum to be used during a facial, but I think you can buy product with it in it, mm-hmm. so maybe moisturizers and things. Hmm. That's pretty much all I got. That was a caviar, right? Oh no, I guess it is kind of important to say if you have any <laughs> fish allergies, <laughs> you should check with your doctor first to make sure you you're able to do it. Yes. Okay, next I have bird poop. Wow. (laughs) Okay. It's also called the geisha facial um, because geishas would use white makeup, obviously, that contained lead, and then people were getting sick and dying. And so they... um, At first, you used the bird poop to clean the makeup off, but then eventually it was used to whiten their faces. But um, only celebrity geishas would be able to use it because it was so expensive and they they were the only ones to have access to it because it does come from a certain type of bird, the nightingale. And then from the nightingale, I guess there's like a lot of other subspecies from that bird and it's only two of them that are able to produce what the type of droppings that are used um and then eventually after the geishas used them for long enough they realized how soft and nice their skin was becoming because of it i don't know how to pronounce any of the words because it's all japanese sorry if you can hear little feet running around I don't know if you can hear what's going on behind me (laughs) no I can't okay cool um it's made by once the droppings dry out it becomes a powder and then they use a uv light to sterilize it and then it's um it comes in like a packet or like a jar of just a powder kind of looks like a bentonite clay powder and you mix it with rice water and then it becomes a paste and you use that as the exfoliant in the facial if you wow. want to try it at home birdpooppfacial.com no yep are you serious yeah oh my god <laughs> I, I looked, can't wait to look that up <laughs> yeah it, they're reasonable reasonably priced about 23 dollars for like masks and stuff so if you're interested, feel free. Um, in the U.S., I didn't look too, too hard, but the one I found was also in New York. So apparently if you want an off-the-wall off facial, New York is the place to go. Um, yeah. It's said to have anti-aging qualities as well as being highly effective in the treatment of acne scars. Victoria Beckham is reported to be a huge fan, as well as Tom Cruise and Harry Styles, because apparently he's all about the facials. <laughs> Sounds like it. Uh, this I thought was interesting, and it contradicts 
birdpoopfacial.com. It's a, and I don't know which one is true. The droppings come from one farm in Japan and they're very difficult to import. The birds are now protected and their droppings are no longer allowed to be gathered. It's only the existing supply that can be used and once it's gone, that's it. The nightingale facial will no longer be available. And that was from dailymail.co.uk. So I thought that was interesting that Daily Mail is saying, or this article on Daily Mail was saying limited supply once we run out, then that's it. But then you can also buy it just willy-nilly on birdpoopfacial.com. So I don't know if birdpoopfacial.com is using such a small amount in each product that they can sell it at such a low price point. Uh-huh. Or if Daily Mail reported wrong, um, yeah. didn't look into either of those. Uh, so, and I I don't understand if, I can understand if the birds were like being killed or something and they're endangered or even if they're not endangered, you shouldn't kill animals for beauty. So I would get it if that was a thing, but I don't get why taking their poop is bad. I know, especially, I mean, it's messy, right? If there was a nightingale pooping in my yard, I'd kind of appreciate somebody collecting it and getting it out of there. Right? You don't want the birds living in their own filth, so... And what are you going to do, clean it up and throw it away? No, you're going to put it on (laughs) people's faces. (laughs) What else do you do with poop? (laughs) So, yeah. That was my bird poop facial. Well, um, mine's not quite as crazy. Um, it's become more popular in recent years. The vampire facial, mm-hmm. also called PRP or platelet-rich plasma, uh, which involves taking a sample of your own blood, extracting the plasma, so separating it from the red blood cells, and then injecting it with needles back into your body, into your face. So either injecting it like an injectable or by microneedling. And it's been known to um, treat acne, acne scarring, melasma, surgical scars, helps with fine lines and wrinkles. Uh, it can also be used on your scalp to treat hair loss because it can stimulate hair growth. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Very interesting. I mean, it, it sounds really nice. Um, yeah. I've never had it done. I've been curious. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's just sketchy because it's blood and I don't know. Um, so why plasma? It's rich in platelets and growth factors and other nutrients that are supposed to stimulate growth of collagen and healthy skin cells. I think it was made popular. It might have been the first time I heard about it was when Kim Kardashian got it done on one of the Keeping Up with the Kardashian shows. Yeah. Um, and then she posted a bunch of pictures on Instagram of her bloody face. Mm-hmm. I think that's what kind of um, brought a lot of popularity to it. Everyone was like, what's that? Yeah. Their um, esthetician is very smart when it comes to marketing through them. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, and, you know, I think they're in that 
celebrities and wealthy people who will pretty much try anything to stay youthful looking. Yeah. Again, um, another time we heard about PRP in the news uh, was a couple years ago in 2018 when a client of the VIP spot in New Mexico developed some kind of infection. I don't think they ever said exactly what it was. Um, after having a vampire facial done at that spa. And then the New Mexico Department of Health came out uh, on the news urging people who had had any sort of injection-related service there, including vampire facials, to get tested for hepatitis B, C, and HIV, which is super scary. I remember that being all over the news when that happened. Yeah, that's terrifying. So I guess the the takeaway from that is to definitely go to a dermatologist or plastic surgeon instead of a typical spa. Uh, That way you know it's being done safely. Um, Let's see. The other thing about them is they are very expensive. Mm -hmm. Uh, They vary quite a bit depending on what part of the country, I guess the world you live in. Uh, but it's not cheap. I think it's about 800 if you just do it in a microneedling way and then maybe around 1300 on average if you get some of it injected. Um, and then the results apparently take a while, so weeks to months, uh, for them to show on your face. And so you will very likely need at least one session. You'll need more so you're taking that 800 to $1,300 every, I don't know, couple of months. Yeah. And then doing it over and over again to get the results that you want. But, um, yeah, that's about it. Unless you have anything to add. Did you do that at, did you do that, or did they do that at your med spa? No. Uh, we'll do microneedling, but not, not the plasma. I am interested in it, though. It does look painful. I'm sure you're numbed for it. They Everything I've read about it says that they're numb. So, I mean, if you're going to a legit, reputable place, I think they would do you that service. Yeah, <laughs> I would hope. The numbing. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but I remember that Kim Kardashian clip, and she's, like, crying. I, if I remember correctly, she was going on and on about how much it hurt and crying like a like a little baby. Yeah, well, she's also queen of the dramatics, so. That's true. <laughs> Okay, next I have the snail facial. Snail mucus has been used since ancient Greece and has found its way into creams and serums. In the past few years, though, we've begun to see snails used in the treatment room in the most organic snail way, just (laughs) gliding across your face. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, that's so funny. I would be so ticklish, and I would not be able to stop laughing. (laughs) Unfortunately for us, though, the practice of live snails moonwalking on human skin is not FDA-approved in the States. 
So this treatment is instead replaced with snail products. But if you're in Korea, the UK, Thailand, or Japan, you might be able to find a spa that offers snail facials. A lot of the videos that I saw were uh, in London and in, uh, I think I saw it in Beijing were the two places that I kept seeing videos for. Uh, the spas that offer this say that they quarantine the snails so that there's no cross-contamination. But this, <sighs> this is funny because <laughs> these snails just, like, disinfect themselves. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> I am so confused. I know. Like, after they secrete enough mucus, then it's, like, a whole new snail, maybe? Me neither. And then it says that the snails are bred for this and they're fed healthy diets of berries and green veggies uh, to make sure that they're secreting healthy antioxidants onto your face. <laughs> and oh, it's, they sound, we live in very healthy lifestyles. Yeah. These snails are healthier than I am. I know. I was like, wow, I don't need any green, any green. (laughs) (laughs) It is said that they themselves produce hyaluronic acid. So by them crawling on your face, they're putting hyaluronic acid on your face, as well as glycolic acid and peptides. But, um, really, I can recommend you some very great hyaluronic acid serums. Rather than a snail, (laughs) if you'd like. (laughs) But people do it. Probably like one of those things when you're in one of those countries and you walk by and you're like, a snail facial? You know, it's something you probably just got to try just because you're there. Yeah. (laughs) I think I might do that if I'm feeling crazy. And I'm traveling. I don't and know if I would just because it sounds so ticklish. <laughs> I'm ticklish too, too. I don't know. What if you just open your eyeball and then it, you have a snail eyeball, like, about to Ew. touch your eyeball? Yeah, I would probably freak out because I don't even want to touch one with my hand. Yeah. I wonder if someone cries during that day and then go gets one if they all, like, shrivel up on the person's face because the salt... Oh, no. <laughs> Kill all the snails. <laughs> I did that when I was little. I did, too. They bubble up. Yeah. <laughs> little did horrible. we know they were very, <laughs> very important facial specimens. <laughs> That's all I got for snails. Snailed it. for a treat oh my gosh you're in for a treat with this one man you are killing it with the pun (laughs) (laughs) okay let's see so 
I Googled this, I got most of my information from The Independent, which is a publication out of the UK. The urine facial is sometimes called urotherapy or just pee facials. <laughs> um, the at-home treatment involves a person collecting their urine or someone else's, I guess dabbing it on a cloth or a piece of cotton wool and then wiping it across their face. Then left to dry and later rinse away with water. Uh, the reason these people do it is they say it clears the complexion, tightens the pores, acts like a toner, can, and they say that it can treat psoriasis, eczema, and then acne. Hmm. The, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know the chemistry behind it. I don't see how that could be possible. I don't know. Um, they do say that urine in the morning or from the morning time is the most potent since it stays in the body for the longest period of time. So I guess that would be the best time to get the most effect. Apparently, supposedly. And <laughs> um, they say that they do it for the uh, urea, I think is what it's called, and uric acid uh, because it will exfoliate and will help the body absorb nutrients that are usually lost in the toilet. Which to me seems kind of silly because it's not, as far as I know, your body keeps the nutrients and is disposing of waste. Yeah. You know, but who knows. Um, (laughs) A uh, dermatologist and surgeon, Dr. I'm probably going to say this wrong, Sehal or Sejal Shaw, uh, from New York, warned against using urine on the face because it could cause a reaction. Um, and it's not whatever effects you could possibly maybe get from it are not enough um, to make it work the risk. Uh, the doctor also said urine is primarily water and there's very little urea in it. It contains less than 5% and actual skincare products with urea contain 10% or more. So, again, um, she named a few other products you can use instead, like uh, green tea, apple cider vinegar, and tea tree oil. So, All of which are fantastic. And not difficult to get. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you just put down the sprouts, and it can't be very expensive. But I guess if you're on a budget. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's not all I got for the, for the urine facial. Okay. Um, my next one is bee venom. Do not use if you're allergic to bees. <laughs> oh, geez. You imagine. Yeah. Ouch. Uh, it's African bee venom. And from what I've read, it's not painful. Because it's applied topically and not injected into the skin. Your skin is prepped with Epicurean, the Epicurean hot peel. Uh, which I want to look more into because I have no idea what that is. The It is applied in two layers. The first layer is applied with a fan brush and then it dries really quickly. You're going to feel some tightening. And then a second layer is applied and that hardens pretty quick as well. And then it's taken off with a a hot towel and then an oil is applied to the skin and then the venom cream. So I'm assuming all of that first, 
all of those first things are um, preconditioning the skin to get ready. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I read, bees aren't harmed because they get the venom by placing a vibrating apparatus in the hive that makes the bees secrete the venom, but their stingers don't fall off. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, it's called apitoxin, is like the bee's venom. Causes skin inflammation through blood rising to the surface. I also happen to know that uh, cinnamon and cayenne pepper do this to the skin as well. And this sends mm-hmm. your skin into repair mode, generating collagen, which we all know is a key element of plump, smooth, and fresh skin. According to Dr. Chopra, uh, there is convincing laboratory data to support that bees' venom is effective. And I've heard it be called nature's Botox, which is kind of fun. Ooh, interesting. And it is sold over-the-counter um, in all sorts of different types of products. I found Miss Spa's Biocotton Bee Venom Sheet Mask, uh, Manuka Doctor... Appy Nourish Rejuvenating Face Mask, which is a cream mask. And then Rodial Bee Venom Cleansing Balm was another one. And they're literally everywhere. If you just Google Bee Venom Skincare, so many things will so pop here up. here in the U.S. also? Yeah. Uh, those three things I mentioned are all sold at either Ulta or Sephora. Oh, crazy. Yeah. I think that's all I have. Are they the first one I mentioned was not. It was, I think, like, I don't know, $12 or something, or yeah, around that. The Appy Nourish Rejuvenating Face Mask was a little bit more expensive. I want to say it was in like the $70s or $80 range. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what the cleansing balm was, but definitely doable. Just wondering. Like how it just seems like you would need a lot, and these are just so tiny. I guess if you do a whole hive, maybe you could get quite a bit. I don't know. It seems like you would need a lot. I would imagine it's expensive, but yeah, that's doable. Yeah. Hmm. I was a little bit disappointed with that one because I wanted it to be a lot more dramatic. <laughs> Wait, what? I wanted Wait, it to what? be like. Someone, so like in the treatment room, you like prep the skin and then you put the venom on and then you have this like intense like heat reaction, like as if you're doing a chemical peel or something, like your face gets beet red and then it calms down, you know, you put aloe and chamomile and honey maybe because it's a bee, I don't know, (laughs) Um, and I thought it was going to be like a really cool reactive type of treatment, but everything I read and all the videos I watched, it was just like the last step of the facial was this serum with the venom inside of it, and then the person like went on with their day, and it wasn't, it wasn't even a big deal. Yeah, I guess that is a little anti-climactic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Um, let's see. Speaking of <laughs> anticlimactic, um, <laughs> I was like, 
hopefully this we'll get a little bit more out of this one. Uh, this <laughs> human facial. <laughs> okay. Human facial. It's a thing. Um, the idea behind the human facial is that there is protein in semen, and protein is good for our skin. Uh, however, it turns out there's not enough protein content to provide any real benefits to the skin. So, sorry. Uh, in fact, um, conversely, it would dry out your skin and could cause an allergic reaction if the recipient is allergic to one of the proteins in semen. Uh, it is also possible to transmit STIs, like chlamydia and some others, um, through this type of thing. Um, so doctors advise against the semen facial. And there's a doctor, Will Kirby. Sounds like he had a pretty good sense of humor when he was being interviewed about this. Um, he said many people, even monogamous couples, have undiagnosed sexually transmitted infections that could be spread to the mucous membranes, your lips, nostrils, eyes, via the topical application of male ejaculator for those seeking aesthetic improvement. Um, but despite all these negative aspects, I guess some salons are still offering this service. And they have been known to say that the semen builds babies <laughs> who come out of the womb with soft, pretty skin. Oh. And then this other doctor, uh, dermatologist Karen Grossman, says, yes, obviously semen is a component of making a baby, and you need a sperm and an egg to create a fetus. But the sperm itself has nothing to do with the skin of the newborn. The sperm is only a carrier of genetic material. Uh, but that first doctor, Will Kirby, was funny. He was saying, like, something like, and this is not a direct quote, I don't have it in front of me, but um, if somebody is trying to convince you to let them do that on your face, um, they are misinformed, um, they're messing with you, or they're just a moron, or something like that. It was so funny. I was like, yeah, I guess um some guys might act like they really care about your skin, but they um, And then I tried to find a place that is offering this right now uh, to see how much it would cost, but I couldn't find anything recent. However, in 2010, the Townhouse Spa in New York uh, was getting a lot of media attention to offer, for offering a spermine or spermine facial for $250. That was 10 years ago. Um, and I don't know how to say if it's spermine or spermine. It's a powerful antioxidant originally discovered to be in human sperm. But this kind of grossed me out <laughs> during these facials at the spa in New York. Uh, they use ultrasound and infrared light to help the substance penetrate the skin better. <laughs> Weird. Um, but then I felt a little bit better when I read that for those facials that the substance they were using was being synthesized in labs um, sold by a company, um, a Norwegian company. So it's it's synthetic. It wasn't actual human sperm, I guess, that they were using. So oh. I guess that that makes me feel a little bit better about going 
somewhere because I was envisioning like stranger sperm being yeah. rubbed all over your face. No thanks. That's pretty gross. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And then I was I talking know. to Darren about this and he posed a good question. Where do you get the sperm from? Right. <laughs> yes. Good question. <laughs> so weird, because sperm banks obviously are for those who can't conceive, or I I don't. That's it, basically. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, more important reasons than um, care. Yeah. So. <laughs> also, that that would be a huge bummer if you go to donate sperm at a sperm bank and then. You think you're doing, you know, some couple of solid, and then come to find out a spa is buying all the sperm to put on people's faces. All right. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> well, good question, Darren. BYO. I'm not really talking about it because I'm a little worried. He's going to think if he ever looks at my browsing history. <laughs> 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 Semen facial. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you're not offering. B Y O B B. Bring your own. B Y O S. Oh God. <laughs> uh, bring your own boyfriend or husband. <laughs> Gross. Okay. My last one is a fire facial. Uh, this was kind of hard because the only I only found it done in one place, and that was in China. And mm-hmm. it seems super intense. So they say it helps with texture, hyperpigmentation, collagen. Um, and it is about a week's process, so kind of like a chemical peel for you to see the full result. It's adding heat to the skin, which we know worsens melasma and some hyperpigmentation. Um, So if you do have melasma and you don't really know if it's sun damage or melasma, I would say just stay away from it completely because it'll make it worse. Um... The therapists apply a towel soaked in alcohol and then this so-called special elixir to the skin before setting fire to the area. This is terrifying. <laughs> I know. I, yeah, terrifying. Uh, open flames are used to stimulate cell regeneration and youthify the complexion, but I would take a couple wrinkles over the possibility of catching on fire, especially with alcohol on my body um the salons say that it's perfectly safe of course they say that if they're performing it when performed carefully by a trained therapist but I don't care any if you're a trained therapist with fire that doesn't mean that you should be putting fire on people (laughs) There are other ways <laughs> to get things done. Yeah. Uh, I hope they have a 
a fireman standing close by because I bet the trained therapist isn't as qualified as putting for putting out fires than a fireman, but... <laughs> Yeah. Are they also a trained and qualified firefighter? Yeah. <laughs> that is my only request. <laughs> so that's really the only thing I found on fire facials because they are super rare because they're very dangerous regardless of what this spa is saying. Mm-hmm. Um. So I have three left. Do you want to share them or do you want... Um, let me just run through them. I can do one. Okay, cool. All right. My next odd facial I researched was the kitty litter facial. Now, this was new to me. I had never heard of this. Um, found a lot of, a lot of interesting <laughs> info on the internet. Um, but the, so the main ingredient in most cat litter apparently is sodium bentonite clay and this works in kitty litter because it absorbs water creating the clumps that you can easily pull out and throw away um, and the bentonite clay works in a similar way in face masks the clay absorbs oils leaving your face feeling soft and refreshed so I found that this is the same clay that's used in the Aztec secret Indian healing clay, which is pretty popular. You can get it on Amazon. I've heard about this stuff for forever. Um, so they advised to grind up the kitty litter in a coffee grinder to get the same consistency as the regular clay that would be used in masks. Mix with water, add any essential oils you want, and then lather it on. Uh, I, so I can kind of see the um, the concept and how it would work because there are a ton of clay masks out there that work very well. Um, I just I don't understand why. Um, I don't know. I guess I would just spring and just pay for the mask myself. Yeah, it's not very expensive. I have it um, from the, Amazon. The Aztec? Yeah, I'm going to look up how much it is on Amazon right now for a pretty big jar. It's $7. Wow. Yeah. So you're not really going to beat that. And I mean, how, how much does a bag of kitty litter cost? It can't be much less. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't have a cat, so I couldn't tell you. You can't get, but this is for a pound too. Huh? Uh, that was for a pound. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so $7 a pound. It comes in a powder form, and then you mix it with either water or apple cider vinegar and mm-hmm. put it on. And it it works great. I really like it because I have congested oily skin. So um, it works yeah. totally fine. It doesn't have any of the added odor blockers or fragrance or anything else that would be in cat litter? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, that that nasty smell mm-hmm. of cat litter. I mean, you'd have to get, obviously, like, fragrance-free if you, if you can even find it and, like, maybe organic. I don't know how kitty litter works, but I wouldn't want that stuff on my face. Yeah, no. But, 
I think it got its popularity from a YouTube beauty blogger that did it, and then it just kind of, like, blew up after that. Um, But like you said, the Aztec healing clay is also bentonite clay, so why not use something that's 100% the ingredient that you want out of the cat litter anyway? Yeah, exactly. And it's so cheap. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you can't get much for $7 for a pound or whatever. Yeah. And it'll last forever because you don't use a ton mm-hmm. per mask. Mm. Well, that's about it for the kitty litter. There wasn't a whole lot to it. Just a weird concept, I guess. Yeah. Uh, no spas are doing it, I could tell you that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then I'll do the breast milk facial. A spa in Chicago <laughs> is offering facials for $10 breast milk upgrade with breast milk from a local milk bank. The benefit of breast milk is the lauric acid content, which is known to possess antibacterial and anti-inflammatory properties against acne. Um, If you want the benefits of lauric acid and would rather not slather some stranger's breast milk on your face, pure coconut oil is nature's richest source of lauric acid and it's composed of 50% lauric acid whereas breast milk is uh, 6 to 10%. Uh, the issue I have with that is coconut oil is very comedogenic. So I never recommend putting mm-hmm. coconut oil on your face. Um, so yeah. I could see like where breast milk might be more uh, appealing than coconut oil. I also don't like (laughs) that they're taking it from or buying it from a milk bank because that's supposed to be for babies whose moms either aren't producing enough milk or their milk never came in or the baby's adopted or, you know, in the system or whatever and they're not doing formula. I don't like people right. taking breast milk away from babies to put on their skin. Right. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. I guess if it's your own and you maybe get a little bit on there, <laughs> rub it in. Yeah. Go for it, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would not condone taking it from a, a breast milk bank. You know, mm-hmm. there's so many babies who need, who need it more. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. But it is great for skin. Um, I know when my daughter had baby eczema and would, like, break out in rashes or whatever, I would pour breast milk into her bath and do, like, a milk bath. And every single time, yeah, it also clears up a diaper rash. Um, For us, at least, like, if she had diaper rash, I would give her a bath, pour my milk in it, like, maybe half a bottle, so how many ounces is that? Like, three, maybe? Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest, obviously, just pure water. And then dry her off, and then I wouldn't put any cream or anything on her, and the diaper rash would essentially be gone the next morning. It worked really well. Wow. That's really cool. And that's the boric acid, you think, that helped with that? Or? It may have been. I... I never really paid attention or thought 
about what would be in it that would help her. I just know that, like, it just contains so much nutrients that it's really right. good for yeah. for everything, really. Yeah, I was sure that it would have been, like, a, a lactic acid thing. Because, um, you know, you've heard of milk baths and things, and, and lactic acid was one of my favorite AHAs. Mm-hmm. But no, I guess it's the caloric acid that I really don't know much about. Yeah, I don't know much about it either. Interesting. Well, my last one I did is the increasingly popular 24-karat gold facial. So the idea behind the gold is that it's an antioxidant and has anti-inflammatory properties. So... It's thought to be able to calm acne inflammation, reduce redness, and protect against free radicals. Um, um, However, like a lot of these other types of facials, there are um, other products and ingredients that can provide you with antioxidants um, that could probably penetrate the skin better because gold doesn't seem to really penetrate the skin. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, And it's thought by professionals and doctors that the reason the gold facials are really so popular is just because it's a visual business and it's pretty. Mm -hmm. You know, people love watching the the videos on Instagram of the gold masks, and they are really pretty and probably expensive. So people, you know, feel like they're getting some sort of exclusive treatment. So of course they want it. Mm -hmm. Um, But they will put it in cosmetics. So in a moisturizer or serum or an eye cream, if there's gold in it, uh, it could make your complexion appear more tinted or highlighted Um, in just a cosmetic way, though. The gold is not going to penetrate the skin. And um, basically, what I got about my got out of my all my research was that just because something has gold in it doesn't mean it's valuable. And um, there's nothing wrong with using gold; it's not going to hurt you in any way. Um, um, but it, it will make whatever you're using feel more cosmetic, like the the skin creams and things. Yep. Yeah, that's about it for gold. That's pretty much everything. I knew about it too. It was just that it's like more of a luxury, lavish lifestyle, like look at me kind of a treatment versus like actually doing anything. Yeah. It's kind of just more for show. Yeah. I mean, it does have the antioxidants, anti-inflammatory properties, but unless you're, I think like using it every day, I think you can get the same thing with, with other less expensive ingredients. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That's all we got. Yeah. I think my favorite part of all this research was the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> I watched a lot of videos. Oh. Alrighty. Well, it was nice talking to you. Me too. I miss your face. I miss your face. <laughs> Hopefully this um I don't know what is this called? This telecommunication remote recording. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't sound too bad.
make sure, even though everyone is staying inside, make sure to wear your SPF still. Mm-hmm. And wash your face. Yeah. I need to wash my mm-hmm. face. I haven't yet today. Oh. <laughs> it's 7.30. <laughs> oh, my. Is it really? Oh. So, it's just a weird, weird time. We're all a little off. Yeah. Quarantine. I'm going to do, I'll do one of the Aztec clay masks tonight just because I haven't washed my face. So I'll do that. Fun. Maybe I'll give myself a facial. You should. Got nothing else going on. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. I will talk to you later. I'm going to stop recording. Right. No. Don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at Skincare Affair Podcast and Facebook at Skincare Affair Podcast. Feel free to DM us on either platform with questions, comments, or topic suggestions. Please subscribe, rate, and review. And wash your face. And wear your SPF. We'll see you next time. Bye.